0: Welcome to the Wagner Ministries International Podcast. As you listen to this message, our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to Him. Enjoy.
1: God bless you, my friends. This is Evangelist Kevin Wagner from Wagner Ministries International, welcoming you to our podcast today. Today we have a special podcast. I'm going to be interviewing Evangelist Joshua Wagner. Uh, one of our staff evangelists here at Wagner Ministries International. Uh, Evangelist Joshua has just returned from a wonderful crusade, very fruitful crusade. Jesus did amazing things, and it was in the country of Ethiopia. And so Joshua is with me in our studio today, and I'd like to begin by uh, by welcoming you to our show tonight, Day Josh, to our podcast. Uh, it's great to have you with us. Thank you very much. It's a joy to be here. Joshua, you uh, have just gotten back from Africa, and why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about um, what the crusade was like over there, and specifically where it was.
0: Yeah, so myself and a team of us from the United States traveled to Chanka, Ethiopia, which uh, took a number of days to get there. Uh, We flew into the capital city of Addis Ababa, and then um, we had to make a... Two-day journey to Chanka, a city about 12 hours to the west of Addis Ababa, uh, close to South Sudan, and we um, we traveled, you know, a number of hours to get there because the roads were quite uh, difficult, and where we were going was a re- really rural place. Never had a crusade before, the city of Chanka, and uh, this is a place that is comprised of. About 80% are Greek Orthodox, um, Coptic Christians, um, but many of them are nominal and don't have any sort of real relationship with Christ. Another 20% make up approximately uh, of Muslims, 20% Muslims. And uh, really, there is a very small population of Christians in this city. In fact, when we came... All of the churches in that area uh, comprised together of only 5,000 believers. Wow. And so a very small percentage of the region was Christian. Uh, many of them are uh, are were desperately in need of knowing Jesus. And so it was a joy to be able to go to such an unreached location. Certainly it takes a long time to get there. Um, the living conditions there were were very primitive um, because of the nature of the, the location, very rural as it was. But that's the sort of place that we love to target at Wagner Ministries. Uh, places that Jesus has not been preached in before, places that have not been exposed to the gospel are the sorts of places that we love to target. So that's a little bit about the, uh, the city of Chanka where we held this crusade.
1: Sounds incredible, Josh, that you were able to uh, go into this region of Africa that uh, was filled with unbelievers and also, uh, you might say, nominal believers, people who really needed to begin a uh, significant saving relationship with Jesus. Let me ask you this. Uh, During your time there, tell us what sort of events went on during the uh, week of the campaign. Yeah, so we held
0: a, a massive crusade in a large field that we had rented. Um, this crusade was, of course, an outreach to the local community, uh, targeting unbelievers or those who are not walking with the Lord in some capacity. And we held crusades uh, Wednesday through Sunday. We had five Uh, crusades once every night, and then also two in the mornings, one on Saturday morning, one on Sunday morning. And so in total, seven crusade gospel crusade meetings there in Shanka. Each crusade meeting grew from one day to the next, one meeting to the next. And so it was fantastic to see the way that the crowd swelled night to night. In addition to the crusade itself, We also had a pastors and leadership conference for all of the pastors in the community. But as I've told you, there's actually a small amount of Christians. So we opened up the entire event to all of the believers in the local area. And this was a two-day event. That second day, we had over 1,000 believers at our leadership conference, which is just a staggering number because that's literally 20% of the total Christian population in this region. And so you talk about the amount of impact we were able to have on the local church uh, was significant. We had a chance to lay our hands on those believers and commission them to continue the work. Um, Of course, what we do in these crusades is we start something that we know God is going to be faithful to complete, according to Philippians Mm 1.6. And... It's going to be completed by the local church leaders and the, the the body of Christ in that community taking the responsibility of discipling all of these new converts and then continuing to um, be evangelistic in its own community. So as with most of our crusades, this was a two-pronged approach. One was targeting the local church to equip them to do the work that God has called them to do and empower them to preach the gospel. And then, of course, also evangelizing the unbelievers in that community
1: that uh, needed to hear about Jesus. Josh, it sounds so exciting what Jesus accomplished. Now, you talked about um, how each day, kind of built on the day before and the events of the day before, what they saw God do. And typically, you know, the crowds grow as the week goes on because the people hear about what Jesus, the one true God, is doing in their city. So can you explain to us maybe talk to us about how that growth was going on from day to day and also what factors contributed to that growth because a lot of times it's miracles and and healings that are testified to on stage that that help those uh, help the crowds really grow
0: yeah great question so of course you're right um the the thing that we often see happen at these crusades it's no different from the book of acts which is that when we are um Preaching the gospel, we have an expectation that people will be healed. Um, Jesus, that was his ministry, was marked, Matthew 9 tells us, by preaching, teaching, and healing. Uh, The ministry of the uh, the apostles in the book of Acts was marked by preaching, teaching, and healing. And Oftentimes, the crowds came in a desire um, for miracles, both to receive them and to observe them. And you'll notice in the Gospels, it says that the crowds that follow Jesus from place to place um, looking for miracles. And so we find the same thing happening at our Crusades that oftentimes the one of the major reasons why people continue to come to the Crusades and then why they invite all of their family and friends in the community is that um, miracles are taking place. And of course, this crusade was no different. We saw many, many miracles and Um, One that stands out to me is there was a man who came to the crusade and came on stage to testify that for eight months he had been mad, insane in his mind. Uh, And he was a crazy person living in the street. He was, as a result of the way that the devil had um, plagued his mind, he actually had also taken control of the man's body. And this man had been partially blind. For two, or for uh, for that eight months, in both of his eyes, and also was paralyzed in his legs, and so here's a man who had been for eight months living in the town square, which we you know I I visited that place every single day. I know exactly where it was, and was causing disruptions, was causing outbursts, was a burden to the community, and the whole community knew about this man, and so he came up on stage clothed in his right mind, able to see. I was able to test his vision, and we confirmed that Jesus had healed his vision. He's walking, so it was obvious that his paralysis had been healed. And I asked the crowd that was there, what is, um, you know, how many of you actually know this man? And you can confirm that this man was, in fact, exactly who he says he was. And hands all across this field raised um, high, indicating that they knew this man, and they were able to be a witness to the miracle that had taken place in his life. So that was really outstanding. Um, of course, m- we saw many various types of miracles. The, the, the blind uh, seeing, the lame legs walking, tumors, cancerous tumors uh, disappearing. Um, Amen. You know, all sorts of infirmities were gone. Another thing that happened was, um, you know, miraculous salvations wow. that also occur. You know, when people have their lives saved by Jesus, something miraculous happens on the inside of them, and they can't help but wanting others to experience it as well. And of course, we had in total, we had many, many, many thousands of people not only come but uh, to hear the gospel, but receive Christ for the very first time, but there's perhaps no Story that stands out to me from this crusade more than a man named Abdul uh, Rahman who came to the crusade. And this man, as I said, a large portion of this region is Muslim. Um, Where we stayed, we were staying right next to the mosque, one of the mosques in this city, uh, often hearing the prayer call throughout the day. This is a Muslim area. And this man was a Muslim himself, but not just any Muslim, he was actually a. Uh, a a mosque planter, you know, in Christian circles, we're familiar with the term church planter. Mm -hmm. One who goes from city to city, planting churches, uh, helping them get off the ground and then turning them over to a local pastor. Well, this man was a mosque planter going from city to city, planting a mosque, then turning it over to, um, you know, the leader of the mosque um, and, uh, and then would move on and continue this. So he was, in fact, we would say maybe a very evangelistic Muslim. Mm. came to the crusade as an observer, just wanted to see what was going on, of course, didn't believe in Christ. But he also brought with him his six-year-old daughter. And from the time his daughter was born, his daughter's left arm was completely paralyzed. She'd never been able to move it. No matter how many times he would prayed to Allah, no matter how many times he had, um, you know, sought the help of perhaps other imams or Mm -hmm. um, different Muslim leaders, Nothing that they did was able to bring healing to his daughter. But he came to the crusade with his daughter, skeptical. And his daughter, as she started listening to the message about healing, that Jesus wants to heal her. her his daughter, he he looked down at her at one point as I was praying. And here she was for the very first time, moving oh, her God. left arm. Wow. And he immediately realized what, of course, we know to be true, that Jesus Mm -hmm. is the only one true God. He is able to do what no other God, Allah included, Mm -hmm. is able to do. He is able to bring supernatural healing, both physically and spiritually. And so he looks down at his daughter and realizes, man, I have been serving Allah faithfully for years and asking to heal my daughter, and all of it has been for nothing. It's never happened. Yet here, my daughter, just in one moment, puts her faith in Jesus yes. to have to experience this healing. And in that moment, she is healed. And so he immediately puts his faith in Jesus. Oh, he realizes that he has been serving the wrong God and that Jesus is Lord. And, and so he puts his faith in Jesus. He comes to the side of the stage and, you know, we encourage those who are healed to come and testify. And so, likewise, we asked him to as well. But he uh, asked not to come forward because of the sort of man he was in the Muslim community. He knew that if he went up there, there was a good chance that his life, and the life of his family, was going to be at risk. And so, of course, we understand that. We're not interested in, in um, you know, trying to create martyrs. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we know that this is a man that has experienced something radical a radical transformation in his life spiritually, who's now serving Jesus. And so, look, there are thousands of these sorts of stories, but that is one that I know of that happened of Abdul. And uh, my heart rejoices with all of heaven, knowing that Abdul is just one of thousands of lives that were
1: transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Joshua, that testimony, it stirs my heart so much, and I just give praise and glory to Jesus, Lord. Thank you so much for saving, delivering, and healing those lives. Oh, my goodness. It's just such a blessing. Jesus really is alive and well today, isn't he? Yeah. And he's doing now what he did in the book of Acts and 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 when he walked the earth himself. Josh, tell us kind of sum up for us as we move towards the end of the podcast here sum up for us what the effect of the crusade was as you saw it on the community um, in terms of you know increasing the Christian presence in that region and you know building the kingdom of God and then moving forward what do you anticipate is going to come in the future
0: <laughs> yeah so of course we know that any ministry that we're doing is um, we see it as lighting a spark in a community that is going to uh, continue to burn and billow up into a great move of God. And I believe that that's what's going to happen in Chanka. Um, You know, I said at the beginning, only 5,000 Christians were present in this region. At our crusade alone, we had 8,400 recorded decisions for Christ, new believers. (laughs) And so you think about that growth. I mean, that is Mm -hmm. exponential growth in the community. Uh, You're talking about, I mean... 160% One hundred and sixty percent increase uh, in, in the community, and the church is literally exploding. Um, well, maybe not literally, but it, it is it is exploding in the sense that the, the church is is growing at a rapid rate, the same way it was in the Book of Acts. You know, you read it, and it's three thousand in Acts two, and it's five thousand in Acts four, and it's just this rapid growth that's happening in the church. And that's what you see in this community. And and the church has been mobilized for action in their community. And we believe that God is going to continue to move. You know, the miracles are undeniable. And they set ablaze a passion in the hearts Amen. of the people. Um, one of the wonderful miracles that happened as well is, you know, that whole week it was totally uncharacteristic for it to be rain. But um, there was rain chance of rain the entire week and at different points throughout the week it would rain but not once during our seven outdoor events did it ever rain during the event. And that's just a miracle of of, uh, a testimony to the community. Any doubters, any naysayers can't deny the fact that The projection is there's Mm -hmm. rain. There is rain happening. But whenever the crusade would start, the rain would stop. And it would not begin until the crusade was over. And even those sorts of things demonstrate the power of God over nature. Mm -hmm. The healings and the miracles demonstrate the power of God over sickness and disease. And the salvation of people like Abdul celebrate and speak to the power of God over sin. And so yeah. we know and believe that the work that has started is going to continue, that God is faithful to complete the work that he has started, and that the church that was that is already there now that has grown and more than doubled in size is going to continue the progress that has started there. And we won't know fully until heaven the impact that came from this one crusade. But I can tell you that... Um, what happened in one week is something that Chanka is never going to forget
1: and something that I won't either. Josh, are there any closing, as you think about the whole incredible week, uh, all that Jesus did, uh, blessing Ethiopia generally and then Chanka specifically, are there any closing remarks that you would have for the people listening today? Just an encouragement, just an Uh, A final word that you might have to sum up the the week. Well, I would just say that um,
0: uh, I would ask that you continue to pray uh, for the work of God that has happened there. You know, just 20 years ago, Ethiopia was only around 1% Christian, and now recent statistics have it up to 20% Christian. And we have been able to do some massive crusades just like this one in the last... uh, Couple years, um, and and there is great awakening that's happening in that country. And so, I would just ask you to continue to pray that that uh, happens in this country. That God would continue to use uh, crusades like this and others to be able to um, continue the revival that's taking place in this nation. And continue to pray for the churches and the pastors and leaders that are there to uh, to do the discipleship process. And lastly, I would also ask that you just continue to uh, pray for our ministry as a whole and and support us financially as you're able to be able to make these sorts of crusades and these testimonies uh, happen more and more frequently. We have so many places that are asking us to come all over the world that are desperate for a move of God in their city the same way that we saw in Chanka. And we desire to go but we need your prayers and we need your, uh, your finances to help make that possible. And so I would just ask you to consider that as well. As you hear these testimonies, know that there are so many
1: more places that desire the
0: same to happen in their lives too.
1: Joshua, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, it's just so encouraging to know that Jesus Christ really is the same yesterday, today, and forever and that he's doing the same things in our world today as he did when he walked the earth and when the apostles walked the earth. Uh, this is this is a great time to be alive, folks. It's the best time to be alive. There's more people ever on earth that are eager and zealous to hear about Jesus than ever before. And so we just wish you the blessings of the Lord today. We're looking forward to doing another one of these uh, Crusade Report podcasts uh, next month, when we have a, after a great set of meetings that we're going to be having in another uh, nation that's desperate for Christ, and we are, uh, we're really excited about that too. So we wish you the blessings of the Lord and we look forward to coming to you again in the near future. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's
0: message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org and if you need prayer for anything please email us at prayer at God bless